you know, all I ever wanted uh, when I was younger was to be a radio DJ. <laughs> I was thinking about this when uh, I was so I'm preparing to give a talk uh, in in a matter in a, a matter of a few weeks, a few short weeks. You know what? I'm looking at something here and it's doing my head in. I've got to fix it. Sorry, I've just. I've, this is this is mental, right? My blinds have gone absolutely mental, listener, and I can't. Ah, I just, I just, uh, as I turned to face the microphone, I just saw the state of the blinds. I thought, oh, goodness me, can't have that. (sighs) Yes, I've been preparing for this talk, actually, like, writing it and stuff, and going back through sort of the history of of where I started, where I am now, uh, and the sort of the origin story and, and, and how how all of that happened and, and sort of doing it in reverse really. And the whole thing of being in love with radio um, was there. I mean, me and my friend who I will not name, I know I've mentioned this before in, in other media, but we used to make, we used to, we had a, we had a radio station. Now, most of this came from my imagination um, because it was, it was, what can I say? I think in like, brands and fully formed things so it was it was called dance fm and i even even then i was mental even then the the conceit was i was okay so i must have been i'm gonna say 11 or 12 probably something around there and the conceit was there was this. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm just. I'm stopping because I'm thinking. Actually, I was probably a little bit older, because um, I was thinking about the computer that I would have had that I used to design the Dance FM logo <laughs> uh, for the the brand. I, I did. I, I did that, and so I must have been. Um. Maybe 12 or 13. Let's go 13. That's probably, it seems about right. And uh, yeah, I had my karaoke machine and um, two microphones and me and my friend would make a radio show. And the conceit was, because I'm a psycho, um, that there was... (laughs) I'm sorry, I I keep tripping over this because it's like... It's sort of really smart, but also just like, why would you, why were you, you, this is why you don't kiss girls. This is why you haven't gone out and kissed a girl. It's because the conceit was, you have a, like, radio, back back in the day, dear listener, uh, it used to be that you'd have a dial or a knob, if you will, and you would turn it to different frequencies. But in my imagination... Dance FM was a network where it was like you could tune it to this. And the site, like, it's almost the science behind this is really smart, but also, like, obviously, this is a fundamental building block of how radio works. But the the idea was that you then had a what I called an inner knob. So you would have your main knob, which would be, you know, your main thing for, for getting pedestrian radio, right? But if you wanted the Dance FM, like, network, 
you tune it to whatever i'm sure there was a, i'm sure we picked a frequency i just don't remember what it was um and then you could tune this other knob and it would tune inside that frequency and you could get other stations within the dance fm network that is yeah and i just i don't know what that served but i also knew that it was right and it was smart and it was cool and i loved it i made a jingle for dance fm it was very bad I, I basically just overdubbed myself sort of doing acapella uh, and what happens then is when you're doing that on a tape especially on a consumer uh, karaoke machine is you end up with a lot of hiss um because there's there's no sort of um yeah you know whatever whatever dolby stuff to reduce all the the rumble and the hiss um so that was a that was a whole thing but yeah dance fm it was, I, 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 it's, it looms very large in my memory. There's two things that loom very large in my memory with, with this person. The other is, the other thing that we did with the karaoke machine. Um, and there's something cool in this, and I might have to find a way of putting this in the talk that I'm doing. But the other thing was that we would make up games like um, maze, sort of, not mazes, but like fighting sort of uh, action-y games. Um, and the way it worked is we, for whatever reason, there was a pitch wheel on the, uh, on the karaoke machine and it would pitch your voice down. So we'd pitch it all the way down low, and we would record our voice like this, that we were an evil robot of some sort, and we would set missions. Uh, so we would record. So so my friend would, would, so I would leave the room, and I'd go sit in my brother's room. My brother was out because he had he had friends that did things in the outside you know that you know the outside he 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 did outside things with his outside friends like you know playing football and kissing girls um or you know if you wanted to boys uh, but he didn't want to he wanted to kiss girls um and uh and we supported that decision um and so I'd sit in my brother's room with his with his football wallpaper uh, on the bunk bed and I would wait for and i would just i mean this is another thing of childhood right or whatever i would just sit there i would just sit and wait i didn't i wouldn't turn on the telly it didn't even occur to me to turn on the telly i just remember sitting there and waiting that's a thing that we don't do now isn't it is it like just sitting and waiting for a thing and not you know not ha- i was i was I mean, at this age, probably a little bit too old to be doing this, but nah, I don't care. Um, we, we didn't, you know, we, we didn't have, we didn't have, you know, mobile phones were barely, there were still car phones at that point. The car phone warehouse still had a relevant name here. Um, and so I'd sit there and I'd wait and it'd be, you know, five or ten minutes. Uh, and then he'd come back and he'd present me with a tape. Rewind it to the beginning. Put the tape in a Walkman. Well, an Albus. What were they called? Uh, ah, not Albus. That's that's a different thing. Uh, but it was something like that. Uh, it was a company that made cheap electronics that you could buy in the Argos catalogue. And um, 
Alba, yeah, Alba, A L B A. Um, they probably got a lot of stuff bought in the Alba, in the August catalog because their name began with A. It's my guess. Anyway, I'd put my tape in there, put on my my big headphones, or probably that the style of headphones that you don't see now, which is the big fluffy earmuff style with the small thin band across the top very flexible band across the top um sort of plasticky band but kind of big earmuffs not not the sort of big leather you know fellas and i would sit there and uh, or I, 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 he he would put me in a place and then he would he might say you know count to count for a minute or something then you can press play right and i would press play and i would listen to him giving me instructions you you will now walk into the kitchen, uh, and he'd he'd be waiting for me, and I'd have to, and I'd, you know, maybe I'd stop the, I guess, stop the tape or something, and then I'd have to attack him, um, and it was brilliant. It was great fun. Oh, the other the other thing the other thing actually, there's there's three things that I did with this gentleman. We were a little bit older and mm, shouldn't have been doing... That's, that, sorry, that, that, the way I made that noise sounded, it was nefarious, it wasn't. Uh, we made a film. Uh, again, it's fine. We made this film twice. It was called Nightmare Hotel. Uh, and before I tell you about that, I'm going to um, sort of spool us back and, and, and welcome you to the lighthouse. Um, I am very happy that you're here. And I, I hope you can sense a lighter energy in me today. Feeling a lot better. Um, feeling a lot more... Yeah, just feel... feel I, re, I was really low energy yesterday. Uh, and, and I often try and bring a sort of lower contemplative... Or I have previously brought a lower contemplative version of, of The Lighthouse uh, to you. But at the moment, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because no one's telling me otherwise. So, you know, if you want to get in touch and tell me... <laughs> what you like or what you don't like then that's then that's cool but otherwise i'm basically going to continue you know showing up in the way that i that i think i can and 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 whatever um so you know we'll we'll, we'll have a bit of fun with things and and i'll try not to be too po-faced um and and too earnest and we'll just have a laugh for a bit um i i have it in mind so there's um a gentleman that i've been listening to who i sort of sort of not exactly hate listen but I, I listened with a heavy eye roll to, to this sort of daily. It was ostensibly a daily podcast about podcasting and stuff. And he's now stopping that or he's putting it behind a paywall again. Apparently it was it was not on a paywall. And then he doesn't like that. He doesn't like the consequences of the things he says. Um because he likes to be outrageous and not outrageous, but he likes to be insensitive sometimes. And he likes to use certain language and he's like, no, cause I'm from this place in the Americas where we call a spade a spade. And if you look at me sharply, you get a knuckle sandwich, you know, all that nonsense about like hard knock life and school of hard knocks. Dude, you're a podcaster, right? You know, you've got podcasters hands. Let's not, let's not school of hard knocks this, right? Like none of us is getting in a fight. Um, but that's that's the thing that that's his like kind of his brand that he likes it tough love and okay all right settle down um <laughs> but he's also one of these people who sort of arrived fully formed and was like i've got this huge audience okay great i i didn't know who who you were but okay um 
And uh, but yeah, today he's like, basically, I keep saying things and people don't like the, the things I say. So I'm going to go and and put all the stuff that I say behind a paywall now, um, which is I don't know. That's interesting. It's interesting when. Yeah. Because I, I know what this kind of person's like and he likes to rattle cages, not because he's a jerk exactly but i think because he thinks that it's 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 some like that's some kind of thing like like i said you know like i call it as i see it tough love and if you can't take it then well then you're not a nice person <laughs> and 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 i don't have to listen to you and none of us have to listen to you because no one needs that and he's got his fans who are all i think bros basically uh, I think I think that's what it is. The gentleman's called Tanner Campbell, by the way, um, and and I think based on his language, you know, someone someone referred to him as a goat in in podcasting as a goat, you know, greatest of all time. Like that's a bro, right? So yeah, I think what's happened is he's had his bros listening, and then he's wanted to expand that so that. But the, see, the thing that I wrestle with here with all of this is. I, I, I have a, a similar thing sometimes where I I worry about my own um, genuinity, genuineness. Um, or, I, I don't want to say authenticity, because that feels kind of not the right word, but veracity, like, yeah. Like, it's not about honesty. It's about, um, you know, when I talk about purpose, when I talk about... Uh, you know, I, I, I'm part of a, a club called the Good Business Club and I've signed up to to track certain things and like, do I really, you know, and so I, I sit there and go, do I really believe these or am I, am I just serving an audience that I think wants to hear them? And I think that's nonsense. I, I think that's that's the, the part of my brain that, that wants to sabotage things, right? And we, we all have that. Um, but it's interesting, this sort of bro culture guy is like, my thing is I just want to help people. And it's like, I don't think you get to say that when you're, you know, when you're sort of Mr. Brosky, Mr. Broski, because that's quite a, in some ways it's a vulnerable thing to, to sort of say, I just want to help. Um, and it's not really the same. And so it's always been odds. He's, he has this whole thing of like, I just want to help the most amount of people as I can, which is at odds with this whole tough love, call it as I see it thing, you know. So I find all that quite interesting, as you can tell. Um, but the thing is, I love this sort of daily format. And I, I, I want to find ways to, you know, keep it interesting for me. Um, but also... One of the things that I think I am conscious of is, so put, put, putting it this way, like if I'm going to sit here for half an hour a day um, and I've only missed one day so far and I'd like to see if I can find a way of making that up um, just so that we keep, we, we you know, we we, uh, we keep on the, on, on the up and up here. But um, I kind of want the episodes to be listened to. And what I mean by that is I want to make them... Like, I don't want them to be skippable. I don't really want it to be... Oh, here's Mark going on again. I can skip this one. I'm not in the mood. You know, and that's fine. If, like, if you're not in the mood for, for, for whatever, that's, that's cool. But I don't know. I kind of want to bring something a little bit more. Than, and I know, you, know, you know I've been talking about this for, like, uh, for a few days now, about wanting to bring something that's a little bit more than just turn on the mic and what you get is what you get. 
And there's a degree of that because I'm a human being and you're going to kind of get the version of me that's that's here. But I also want to have some kind of framework. You know, I tried that with the theme days and I'm not sure about that. Um, you know, I'm going to continue the, the grand experiment. But one of the things that I like the idea of is the reason I was sort of thinking of this of this gentleman is his whole thing is like a morning show for podcasters. And I, I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of toying with the idea of like a morning show, but recorded at night. So it's kind of got morning show segments, not a big like, hey, morning show energy uh, necessarily, but some segments, you know, and, um, and maybe, maybe that even means, oh, I don't know. I, I nearly got into like, maybe that even means getting some people on the line doing a thing that way. I think that could be tricky though, because of like, that's a lot of work to, to put in for it, you know, when it's just me doing it every day. And yeah, so that's a, that, that might be a bit of an ask. Um, I've still got to, uh, I've still got to, uh, figure out how to tell people about the show going live. Um, but, uh, all of that said, um, yeah, there's, there's something in there. I think that maybe allows me to have a bit of fun, allows me to, have something to talk about um and yeah just changes up the format a little bit changes up the energy and still makes it at its core you and i sharing a bit of fun together you know sharing it sharing a laugh sharing a joke um sat down at the you know sat down having a having a tea or a coffee or whatever and a natter um you know maybe it's a maybe it's a brunch maybe it's a mutual brunch that could be quite nice. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, so one of the things that I was that I was thinking of doing, if I if I can think of a bunch of different segments, uh, if you've got any ideas, let me know. Um, but uh, you know, one of them that I thought we, thought we could have a play with today uh, is some um, hashtag first world problems. So just looking at Twitter, having a look at uh, at various things, I want to make it sort of fairly ephemeral i think stuff that we can look at each day uh maybe it's on twitter maybe it's on on other places um that gives us that sort of meaty meaty nugget of of the sort of second second half if you like the second act uh so yeah that's kind of that's kind of the uh the idea um so yes uh with that might take myself a little slug of water Yeah, there we go. Sorry, I was I was away for slightly longer than intended because um, I pressed the wrong button. Ah, so I've started listening. I've started re-listening. I've returned to a podcast that I stopped listening to uh, a few years ago. I think. I think I might have stopped when they were in a break. But there was a, there were a few podcasts at the time. I think this was probably 2018, I'm going to guess. When I wasn't the happiest. 2018 was a bit of a... Yeah, and there were a few podcasts that all... Because... Okay, so there were a few podcasts that moved to uh, hosting, well, a network, if you like, doesn't matter about the hosting, a network called Acast. 
they they're an ad company uh, with a sort of a podcast thing tacked on right they're, they're basically they're, they're there to sell ads uh and the way that they can deliver the ads is through podcasts um and so i always sort of the reason i i i, I kind of got annoyed with them is is and this is this completely um un mm, the word well i'll just tell you the thing and then we can judge it later right I felt this company was coming in from Sweden, take no law jobs, um, was coming in into a market and because, again, I'll just tell you the thought and then we can judge it, Um, coming into this market and taking, working with a certain tier of like comedians and so I think it was mainly comedians that because that's who I listened to um at the time who I felt I had some kind of right more of a right to work with not because they were not because Acast is Swedish um but because I'd been around longer and I've been doing this stuff longer and I care more uh, that's like that's like you know, you, you won't find many people who care that much more about the medium than I do, um, which doesn't in, in and of itself mean anything, right? Uh, and that's that's the thing, right? So now we get to the judging. Um, I know that that's there's so many things there. It's like if I cared enough, I should have moved to where those people were. Um, I should have moved to London. You know, I should have moved. I should have figured it out. If I wanted it enough, which is the case with lots of things, I think, yes, we can say there are things in your way, there are roadblocks and there are realistic things to think about. Yes, absolutely. But I also also, but I also think that if you want something enough, if you're driven enough, you will go and seek it. I'm not a believer that like if you want it enough, you'll, you'll get it. I, I, that's trash. But if you want something enough, I think you will go and seek it, which of course then leads you to having a better chance of getting it. Um, but you've got to want it enough. It's got to, you know, I, and and I think about that a lot with, with lots of things, but, but even so there was this, like, I should have been able to, uh, to, to talk to these people and approach them and, and, and work with them and, you know, help them make their podcast or, or whatever. Um, uh, I, I was running, you know, a, a service, you know, they, they were doing the hosting as well as lots of other things. And yes, I could do the hosting, couldn't do a lot of the other things because I didn't have the media connections and that's, you know, what they were coming in to, to provide. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was professionally, it felt professionally important for me to not like what they were doing at the time. And I think that's been the case with a few companies. Um, because I think I wasn't very good at being okay with the competition because I always felt, I always had that injured um, injured kitten or injured cat syndrome. Right? The very defensive you know um always always you know it's it's up hedgehog again but you know that that like energy um i'm just looking at my cat here he doesn't seem to be perturbed by me making that noise at all oh no he's looking at me now 
Yeah, now he looks away because he's like, I, I'm not going to countenance this buffoonery. Um, yeah, but there's, so there's this, I, I stopped listening because I, I just, I hate it. Because I just, I didn't like the ads. I didn't like that I'd had this stuff. And it's a little bit entitled as well. It's sort of two things, really. Um, I didn't like that these people were were these show you know like actual because they weren't podcasters they were comedians that's a different thing like they're proper comedians not like podcast comedians i mean actual comedians who go out and do actual comedy i have a real thing about that there's uh, a couple of people who call themselves comedians and it's like you've never done any comedy like just having a podcast i don't think that makes you a comedian uh if it's hilarious then yes maybe but, like, you've got to go out and do... Like, comedy is a thing that you go out and do. Um, and then the podcast is, like, one media... Uh, anyway, these people were actually comedians, right? They they go out and they comed. Um, and so, yeah, it's not right to expect them to, to then want to sit down and do a two-minute ad for a mattress. And they might not get a, an ad for a mattress. Um... <laughs> You know, it's it's not it's not really fair. And yes, they, you know, if they've got an audience, they deserve to get paid for it. Like that that is the idea that I I now. I mean, I think I always knew that, but I just I got a bit sort of embittered by it for a couple of reasons, and partly part of it is being so close to podcasting and loving it, and wanting to hear from people who also love the medium. And actually, when we look at where we are now in this medium, I'm, I'm not going to make this too much more about podcasting. Um, but if, if if we look at any medium, um, you shouldn't have to love the medium, like love the the actual nuts and bolts of how you make a TV program, for example, to want to be on TV and to be good at it and to 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 want to succeed at it. You don't need to know the ins and outs of how the transmission works. You know, like I don't think. Rob Bryden knows, I mean, he's a very smart man, but I doubt he knows how the uh, analog signal from the camera is converted into a digital signal sent through to the gallery and then and then recorded or sent out live to a TX, you know, station, uh, which is then multiplex. And like, he, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm making, I'm not making it up, but like, you know, I'm, I'm, some like I, I know less than Rob Bryden does, and Rob Bryden probably knows nothing about it, right? Because what he knows is how to hit your mark, how to read an autocue and make it sound natural, how to um, look to look to a, a camera to make it look like you're looking at someone else, or how to deliver a joke to the audience and to the camera at the same time, how to move in a particular way so that he knows that the camera can follow him, how to look at the camera that's following him and know the, the, and, and have the trust to know that if he's going to you know walk across the, the stage, that the, the camera person's going to follow him. Like all those things, that's um, craft, right? like stagecraft and performance and all and 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 a lot of technique a lot of technique that i don't know you know actors hitting their marks looking at the little dots on stage and knowing where to stand but not looking like they're looking at their mark all these different things and none of those are you know are like what it takes to build an rss feed for a podcast and i'm 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 enjoying having this realization this sort of revelation now actually um because 
again, you know, think, thinking out loud is, is, is helpful for me, but like that kind of gets to the crux really of, of where some of that, that feeling came from. And so I stopped listening to, to a few of these shows around that time, like 2018 or whatever, when they started really pumping the ads in. Um, Adam Buxton's podcast was another one. I, th- I think I stopped listening to around the same time because I just got, and I, I was, I was also a bit, they, they kept sort of being in the news um, and they kept winning stuff and then they kept making crappy, cynical podcasts. Um, and, and I, I'm aware that at some point I might be seeking a relationship with ACAST, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, like I said, I've, they weren't doing anything wrong at that point, but I think they made some crappy cynical podcasts um, with people like David Tennant, who I can't remember what the, what it was called, but it was just like the most mock generic name. It was almost insulting what, you know, the name of this podcast was like, David Tennant talks to a thing. It, it, it was like that much effort and they were really sort of rubbing your nose in, in it, like how little effort was being put in to it and then rob bryden funnily enough got one uh i say got one but you know what i mean like was asked if he'd do one and you know this was like i think you got a fair bit of this in in lockdown as well and it was the same like six comedians all appearing on the same (laughs) on on each other's podcasts for a bit but um and all you know all of that kind of rankled and it rankled because i was so close to the industry not because they were really doing anything wrong uh, it rankled because I was sensitive to it, um, and so and and then and and that sort of sensitivity or that that rankling um, led me to stop listening to stuff that was bringing me joy. When you know, I mean, especially now with with Overcast, it's very easy to skip over because I know with all of these podcasts, there's always going to be a thirty second pre roll ad. Great. Keep keep doing that. Like I don't want you to to not do that at one episode because now I've got to skip back. But you know I can start every episode of this particular podcast at thirty seconds in, and now I'm actually going to hit the episode. That's brilliant. I love it. You know, uh, and then when the mid roll comes around, a couple of taps of the of the next, and and we're good. And I you know do that with other shows, and it's fine. So yeah, and again, I don't begrudge people getting paid. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think it, there was this disconnect. It's like, you shouldn't make a podcast if you don't care about podcasting. Yeah. yeah okay. And, and I think if, if we, if we go down that route, it's like, sure. But then none of your clients would, you know, would exist. Well, would exist. They wouldn't have podcasts or they wouldn't be, you know, they would, they would maybe struggle in certain areas because they don't care about the medium of podcasting because they don't have to because it's not that interesting unless you're interested in it right and i i i I bet this has gone through lots of different genres lots of different media i'm sure this applies to lots of different things i mean you know friends and i have have bemoaned the fact that it's very easy to get a book published if you are already a uh, especially a children's book um if you're already a celebrity uh, you can't really get a book published now if you're not a celebrity, um, because that you know publishing is dead, and so they want um, people that they can bank on because uh, you know everybody's terrified at the moment of you know we see it in films as well, like everybody's terrified of anything new because it's risk, uh, and and media 
has become extremely risk averse. Um, and the nice thing about podcasting is because it's got this low barrier to entry. Um, if, if, if you're prepared to make it good, you, you stand a good chance. Um, so yeah, some untidy thoughts there, but, uh, the reason I brought it all up is I was going to have a chat with you about, um, some of the stuff that was in this podcast, but I'll tell you about the show. Um, and then we'll, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, the show is called Pappy's Flat Share. It used to be called Pappy's Flat Share Slamdown, and it used to be a live podcast. Um, and it would be well, they would go through seat, they would do seasons, um, but it was a challenging show for them to record um, because you know it was a live show in front of an audience at a um, usually at a theatre. Um, They'd have to book a run. They'd have to get all the guests and stuff involved. And it's basically a like a panel game. And I love, I love me a panel, a podcast panel game. Uh, I, I did entertain at one point the notion of starting a panel game based podcast network, and I would still like to do that. I think that would be a lot of fun. It's just it's all like game shows, um, not like um, quizzes so much. But like panel shows, like we have here in the in the UK, um, especially on radio, um, but they they sort of don't exist in the US. I don't think the closest thing to it, and they reference the fact that, that this was the case. The closest thing to it was at midnight um, on Comedy Central, which ran for a few years. There isn't really the format of show where it's big shiny floor, two teams. And they basically just there. There is a loose format, and then that's just a way. That's just a a coat hanger to hang the jokes off. You know, people bring their own jokes. It's very cheap and easy to make because you don't have to write anything. Because basically, the guests write the stuff. That's basically what happens. Especially, you know. So we have a show here called um, "Have I Got News for You," and uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a actually there's a fair amount of writing in that one because there, there's the the chair, the sort of the host of the show, who's different every week, never used to be, but that's the history. So, so there's a fair bit of writing there that goes in, but then you, you'll throw a, a question, and this is the format that I that I used for my Hitchhiker's show: is you write a question, and then it's you're kind of leaving it open to just be like, and now let's banter for a bit. That's basically what the invitation is. So you, you might ask us sort of a a, a, uh, a really broad, open ended question, but it's just it's just an excuse to say. And now let's talk about this for a bit um, because you can't say that. So you just have to find a way of doing it. And that's how panel shows work. Um, and I just, I think it's a great format and I want to do more of them. Um, and uh, yeah, I, so I did sort of entertain the the notion of, of a kind of uh, panel show network. Uh, but yes, bangers and, ma- sorry, uh, Puppy's Flat Share Slam Down was, is, is uh, this live show. Uh, and, and what they now just call it is Pappy's Flat Share, and then every now and again they do a slam down, which is their live show, um, and it's 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 great. I'm not going to sit and explain the whole concept to you now, but um, have a look at, at Pappy's Flat Share, P A P P Y apostrophe S Flat Share. Um, that's a that's a podcast that is just three three friends who met at university, however many years ago, um, probably twenty at this point. I think they're a little bit older than me. Maybe not. Uh, I think they are, actually, but I'd say 20 years ago. Um, and they... be more than that, actually, wouldn't they? Anyway. Um, and they have a sketch group together. 
and they've been going for for ages. I've been listening to to that show for ooh, I don't know, maybe eight years, maybe maybe even ten at this point. Uh, bar you know, let's if we say that that interregnum um, where I, where I wasn't, but uh, yeah. Um, and they, they also had the reason I said bangers and mash earlier is they have another show or they had another show, which they've now combined. So they, cause they had the live show, there would be, you know, months would go by when they wouldn't have another show. So they created a show where it was just the three of them having a chat together and just making each other laugh, which they called Pappy's bangers and mash. Um, and there was a conceit to that now, which I think was probably a little bit overwrought. But they had mash, which was like a conversation, and then they'd have a banger. Oh yeah, they'd do a sketch about it. That's right. And now I'm now I remember they would do. So they'd have a conversation, which is it's actually not that dissimilar to, to other formats. But I think they might have written the sketch. I don't think it was improved. I think they wrote a sketch. So they'd they'd just have a chat for a bit, which is the mash, and then they'd do a sketch because they were a sketch comedy group, um, which would be the the banger. Uh, and and they do a few of those, and it was called Bangers and Mash, um, and that was quite a fun show. But now they've sort of combined that with the Flatshare Slamdown, and, you, and every week you you sort of get a different episode. Um, so you know, one week it might be a live show, another week it will be um, a thing called Cold Cut, uh, uh, Beef Brothers Cold Cuts, which is just them solving like Flatshare beefs, um, and it's just it's just a friendly, fun, friendly listen. It's it's innocuous. It's um, it's the kind of comedy that I like, which is three people who know each other, who like each other, who know each other enough that they can take the, the mickey out of each other and it's okay. Um, and there's enough playfulness with the audience and, and, you know, but there's also, you can sort of feel the, feel the love and it's nice. Uh, and I'm glad I'm listening to it again because it brings me joy. Um, and, um, and there's no reason to, you know, to be a hater on anything because yeah, I think, um, Maybe a parting thought here. This is something we can we can figure out as a uh, as a as a sort of uh, an ending segment, if you like. A final thought before we move into our uh, into our prayer is: um, if you hate something, it might be worth examining why it feels important to hate it. Because, like, hate is an active thing; it's a it's a verb. So it's probably worth investigating or interrogating because it's not a thing. It's not, it's not a substance. It's a, it's a verb. So what is causing you to choose to do that? Um, and is that a choice that you can unmake or can you make a different choice? You know, I chose to hate Acast because I felt entitled and when i sort of examined it i realized that entitlement was was what was at fault um and so it's not it's not like i forgive a cast or it, no it's like I, that that is undone because yeah you know there, there's other there's other practices within the business which aren't like the most amazing thing in the world but what they did you know they weren't doing anything bad and neither were the people who were making the podcasts because again, it's yeah, um, yeah. So there you go. Some 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 kind of uh, some kind of little thought there. All right. Well, listen. Um, 
shan't keep you anymore. We have gone long again. Um, I thought maybe it would be 35. We're, we're closing in on 40 minutes here um, by my watch. But I have enjoyed this time with you and I will appreciate spending more of it with you again tomorrow. Um, but until then, I please remind you that as long as you can hear me, you exist. And because you exist, you are entitled to love and to be free from pain. You are connected. You are wanted. You are safe. You are welcome. Now, go and listen to Pappy's flat share. <laughs>